Hello, people. Yes. We're back. All it, three of us. In full force. We're here. Episode uh, 18. Forming like yes. Ultron into the podcast yeah. machine. Like like the Power Rangers. Yeah. They used to have their cars and and shit. What? Oh, that I think that's one of them. And then the cars They're all form cars. into... Are you thinking of Transformers? No, no. The Power Rangers. Lightspeed oh, Rescue. Wait. Where they all had a car or something. And, and the, the cars all formed into the Megazord. Yeah, no. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, and yeah. the Power Rangers it's always... One big Transformers. They always had the Megazord. Oh, well, I suppose I'm not as well versed in, on in, my Power in, Rangers lore. In the Dino Realm one. The di- it, there was a Dino Realm? Power Rangers? Yeah. I'm, I'm Dino pretty sure. Realm. I've been out of the Power Rangers loop for a good while now. I, uh, you know, there's, I have no idea. There's Power Rangers in space. Um, hey, yeah, I imagine they've rebooted that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that doesn't oh, yeah, surprise yeah. me. Didn't they come from space? I don't know. Or like the suits came from space. May- maybe like in that reboot. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, apparently that's really good. The remake they did really? like the last the movie. year. Apparently it's like better than it should have been. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've heard the same. Anyway, Chamber of the Elders. Yes. Chamber. Oh. It's nearly Halloween. That's exciting. That's really loud. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's nearly Spooky. Halloween. Let's get ready for it? our Halloween special. What yeah. are you going to go as? Ooh, I don't know. We have to try and convince some people to go as a group. You're yeah, wearing a headband. I, I, need, I feel like I need to point this out for the listeners. Oh, right, Steve's okay. wearing <laughs> a headband right now. It, this is just a snood in the headband formation. Okay. A snood in a do-rag. Where do you, where do you get lava, it? Just online. Okay. Oh. Well, you could go as the karate kid, I guess. My mum called me John McEnroe when I turned up at her house today. Wonderful. Just because he used to also wear a sweatband. Who was did, who did he? Did he then flip out and like throw some yeah, throw your plate yeah. on the floor? Like. I, thought, I thought she was like saying, "Are you in a mood or something?" And I was like, "No, I'm fine." Is he John a famous? McEnroe. He's like a tennis Moody player who, in the eighties, he like famous to kick off at the umpire. Ah. He like known to be screaming across Wimbledon Centre Court, like, "You can't be serious!" Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. Are we doing a musk watch this week? A brief one? Yeah, lots I of mad musk things have happened. Or should we save happened. that for the end? We could save it for the end, yeah. So keep, keep, the, keep the listeners' interest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I have a couple of interesting end. things to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, should we crack on with the first topic? Yes, roll, roll the die. Crack it. Number four. A lot of fours recently. I don't like them. Four for four. Three. So that could be any one of us. Is it me? You're pointing at me yes. like it is me. Joe, but you're it's not you. saying yes. It's, it's always you. You are okay. three. Good, good. I go first a lot, don't I? You do. You do tend to do. The die likes you. It does like me, doesn't Favored. it? Okay, so um, you sent me this topic. Yes, didn't I did. You, As is my custom, I shall ask you why. Mm. Or rather, why. So, obviously, when we're all choosing subjects, obviously, sometimes it's a profound thing that's been on our minds or it's a topic that we are quite interested in. We want someone else to come in on it. This was simply, I was... um, uh, eating uh, breakfast. I was making Weetabix. (laughs) And, uh, well, actually, they're not Weetabix. (laughs) They are, what are they called? Super cheap. Yeah, Wheat Biscuits. Wheat Biscuits. Everyday Essentials. They're they're horrible. Like, the worst... uh, Weetabix ripoff yeah. I've ever why had. are they just dry they're just so dense that the milk you have to put like twice as much milk on for it to get into the middle wow. and milk isn't too healthy for you so that's bad mm. take it away Joe but yes take it away I was interested in other breakfast cereals, cereals so like that was my origins. so I'll tell you about it I'll tell you about it yes um, first of all before I get into all of that I just want to have you heard of the Kylie Jenner thing 
Kylie Jenner. No. Literally happened yesterday. She tweeted. Did she give birth to a cereal or something? No, no, no. She tweeted something along the lines of, don't look at my notes. She tweeted something. I'm not looking at your notes. <laughs> I know. I was just warning you not to. I thought that's what she'd said. She tweeted something like, don't look at my notes. No, 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 no. She tweeted something along the lines of, um, oh, first, just put uh, milk in with my cereal for the first time. Life changing. Yeah, for, for la- the first time. Yeah, the last night time. I had cereal with milk for the first time. Life changing. I- isn't she like our age? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, weird, right? Strange, but you yeah. know, I guess uh, rich people thing. Rich people, well, well, like, she, like, like she's implying she's been eating cereal yeah. without putting the milk in it. So what? She's putting water in instead. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what. She, no, no, no. She's just eating it dry. I think. I just think she's eating it dry. But, but everyone's eating dry cereal, but not nice. all of them. Nice. Like, like she was like in a in a mansion, and she went to the cupboard, and there was cereal, and she was like, huh. Maybe she was discouraged from having, like, you know, a lot of milk because they're all, like, models and shit. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's a regime thing. Do you want to be angered, though? Go on. Uh, You know the uh, reputable journalism of the website Jezebel? Yes. No. Well, wait. Hi, Hugh. Another surprising entrance (laughs) from former Elder Hugh. Oh, we need to reinstate him soon. (laughs) But anyway, Jezebel... Uh, who just irritate me basically? They the uh, media network. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like a website, Jezebel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So and they they do sort of female based. Uh, yeah, but but like ranty stuff, right? Female based like ranty stuff and clickbait and like sort of Yas Queen kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with like you know Yas saying Yas Queen or whatever. I just like to clarify. They they just get really petty. So they're just really focusing annoying. on real. Things. Like okay, so the the headline for this is Kylie Jenner is right, right. Uh, filed to milk is an abomination. Just yeah, because oh, right, that, okay. that's a section on the website. Um, and yeah, it's it's just like first of all she misunderstands it completely. She says like. Kylie Jenner tweeted an opinion about cereal that many people might think is wrong, but is actually correct. Last night I had cereal with milk for the first time. Remember the tweet wrote? Yeah. Life changing. And then this idiot goes on to say like, well, she's actually right because it's better without milk. And it's like, bitch, the tweet saying it's life changing that she put milk on it. She's saying milk is a good thing. And then the whole article is this person goes like, so Kylie doesn't like it with milk and that's the way it should be. But like, yeah, it's just full of like massive hyperbole like, you know, these things are and it's just really (laughs) irritating. I'm shook, man. You you were given cereal and you're on a Jezebel rant. (laughs) Pouring a liquid over something so pleasant with the intent to change its texture from crunchy to soggy is a nightmare and it's also wrong. Wrong? (laughs) Who the hell is this, though? Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, who is this, right? Who is this? I thought, oh, this will be like a junior contributor, an intern or whatever. Managing editor. Megan Little, the managing editor of Jezebel, wrote this fucking tripe. I suppose this is getting at the the passion people can have for cereal. I don't care. Look, I, I don't care if she prefers cereal without milk. I prefer a lot of cereals without milk, you know, actually. I prefer, like, Frosted Shreddies without milk. But it's just the way she's writing it. Like, milk is an abomination. If you like milk, you're wrong. It's is, like, she, is she vegan? Shut up. I don't know if she's vegan or not. She doesn't mention being vegan. Probably she's, definitely she's would. She's not a yeah. very... She's a vegan. A vague vegan. That she, I've just made that okay. up. Okay. What's, anyway, what's, what's your favorite cereal? 
What's my favorite cereal? Yeah. Sorry, I've got calm down. Um, Ooh, bring it down. I don't know. I like honey Cheerios. I like Ooh, yes. Frosted Shreddies. I nice, can see but that. Like I said, I prefer them without milk Frosted Shreddies. Cookie Crisp is ridiculously good. But so crisp. unhealthy. So unhealthy. Yeah. I like Bran Flakes, man. Bran Flakes are great. I like Weetabix, to be honest. Not the shit ones you we- were talking about. Yeah, yeah, but like when Weetabix is good, it's it's good. Cause it, but you have to pimp it. Yeah, yeah. you got to like, put some fruit on yeah. that, some honey maybe. Yogurt. It's the yeah. most versatile. If you're in a pinch, cereals. just a classic layer of sugar. Yeah. Mm, baby. But let me tell you about some cereal anyway. Mm-hmm. Let me just give you this as an example of how much the cereal industry has grown. In 1970, there were 160 different types of cereal in the United States. Mm-hmm. In 1998, there were 340. Guess 340. 340. 340 different types of cereal in the United States alone. Guess how many there were in 2012? Like thousands. Yeah, like a couple thousand. 4,945. Wow. Nearly wow. 5,000 different types of cereal just in the US it is do you think someone's out there trying to eat a box of all of them no surely not you would die you so would I die. assume they're not all for sale in the same shops you don't go to Walmart and there's a shelf like no a, of course a, not a, no a, of course not it'd be like 5, is cereals. it counting maybe indie cereals yeah yeah of course be, it'll, be ca- it'll be counting all the knockoffs and everything imagine if like craft cereals became a thing yeah. you know like hipster you yeah. could go into a hipster cereal shop and they have them all well, in of jars course, Dude, of course in, there is that in, cereal killer yeah. uh, cafe in okay. London, the one that got like, mm-hmm. didn't it get like shit thrown at it, like eggs thrown at it, something stuff. like that? Why? Yeah. What? Because they specialize they in cereals. Yeah, people thought it was stupid and thought, <laughs> hey, this is stupid. Let's throw eggs at it. Huh? Egg the fucking hipsters, daring to sell cereal to people. But let me tell you about the earliest form of cereal that people consider cereal. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, you know grits. Yeah. Uh, wait, grits. isn't that like from barbecue? It's cool. No, no, it's, grits is like a corn-based thing. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, right. And like, it's popular in like the south of America, yeah. like with the good old boys. Hence, but, uh, kiss my grits, like you're throwing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Na- Na- Native place. Americans, uh, Native Americans invented it. Okay. Uh, okay. It was in like the 19th century when like food reformers uh, were going like, oh, we should eat less meat, especially for breakfast, because meat isn't so healthy. We don't think. And also seven, Seventh-day Adventists, like, you know, a branch of, like, Christianity, they hopped on that and made it, like, part of their religion to, like, eat less meat and have, like, a vegetarian diet. Yeah. So for them, like, breakfast was, like, breakfast cereals became, like, a huge thing. And, like, oatmeal was, like, their thing for ages. Mm-hmm. And then it Basic. was... Basic. In 1863, the first dry cereal... As in dry, like you know, yeah, cold well, cereal, what cold we would cereal, cereal. Yeah, the first cold cereal, <laughs> not not like oatmeal. I meant cold cereal. It was called granular. <laughs> granular. And cool it, granular. And it didn't it didn't take off because you had to soak the bran and the graham nuggets overnight before you had it. Why? I don't know because they had. Was it, it really tough? I don't know. But um, okay, so I gotta brush my teeth, then I gotta soak the cereal, and then I can go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I soak forgot to cereal. soak my cereal. Oh uh, man, it's dry oats, dry oh. barley. But um, yeah, first cereal box was made by George H. Hoyt for wow. Wheatena in 1879. They all, the old names they really didn't get a hang of the name straight away, did it? Wheatena. Wheatena. Sounds like a like a ship made of wheat. <laughs> didn't they try that at some point? I'm a sure wee not. Shit. I'm sure they didn't. Sorry for a different time. 
But um, Battle Creek, Michigan, is the 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 world's capital of uh cereal. Mm. Yeah, that's where Kellogg started up. Uh, what was his name? John Harvey Kellogg. Yeah. He worked at a sanatorium. He did. He was a Seventh Day Adventist as well, mm-hmm. so he was all big into the cereal eating. And he worked at a the, sanatorium. The well, the well spoken of thing about cornflakes being an anti masturbation. Oh, I'll thing. get on to that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He used it as a supplement. He invented cornflakes initially as a supplement for the vegetarian diet that like all the people in the sanatorium were having. But uh, also to stop them wanking, yeah. He hated sex. <laughs> he hated sex. And he, th- th- there are some people, the records that say that he might actually have written part of an anti-sex book on his, well, on his honeymoon with his wife, who he never had sex with. He adopted all his kids. Right, okay. Uh, wow. He also, so like, Cornflakes was one of his anti-masturbation. I never, never heard the answer to it. Do you know why, like, why did he think that? Because yeah. what was it about he thought, cornflakes? He thought that like a diet high in meat and uh, exciting flavors and spicy foods and stuff like that. He thought that a diet full of those kind of cool, exciting, crazy things made your libido go crazy. Oh right, and that we should sort of pare down the joy of life and eat only bland foods. So that's why he cornflakes were literally invented to be bland. Right, okay. Because uh, th- they're sort of nice, though. Yeah, I like cornflakes. I like them without milk. They get a bit too soggy with milk. So uh, a eat, bit of milk. Eat them fast. But, uh, Ke- uh, yeah, Kellogg, he, he made that as an anti-masturbation aid. You'll never guess what his other man- anti-masturbation aid was. A, g- a giant spiked glove. Oh, God, no, but... Right, but... Uh, an enema machine oh, no. that what? ran water through the bowel, Kellogg. followed right. by a pint of yogurt, or right. half through the mouth, half through w- the anus. What? Yeah, so like a pincer movement of <laughs> yogurt. How the fuck did he develop this, and why? <laughs> I don't know, but it didn't catch on. I, I, you know, so I, this somehow. dude's so anti-sex that he wants to put yogurt up people's <laughs> asses. He just sounds really kinky. Yeah. With that one. Maybe. He wants to spit roast you with yogurt. Yeah. (laughs) After an enema, like... You know what's crazy about this whole thing? Battle Creek, Michigan, and the sanatorium and everything. Go on. One of the patients of the sanatorium, under Kellogg, Charles W. Post, on his release... Well, he he was so... um, In the sanatorium, he was, like, apparently really amazed with the cereal. Right. Like, oh my goodness, these these corn flakes are quite something. They're really oh, fascinating. Oh, gee. It, like, gripped his... So, like, when he was released from the sanatorium, he went about making his own uh, breakfast cereal. You might have heard of it. Is we this d- where Crunchy Nut comes from? No, 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 no. We don't have it in America. It, it, we don't have it in England, but I've heard about it. It's an American thing. Grape nuts. Grape oh, nuts. Right, yeah. Grape nuts. That doesn't taste like grapes, apparently. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, and... He, so he invented grape nuts, and along with it, the company that would eventually become General Foods, like ah. one of the biggest like food companies yeah. in the world. Wow. Crazy guy from the sanatorium. Uh, uh, how they're just called General Foods. Yeah. How, uh, and I'll tell you about toys, because you know what was great as a kid? Uh-huh. Opening the box, and there'd be like a toy in it, wrapped you know it in plastic. Better. What? When you got two. Yeah, that was good. But uh, <laughs> it was his it was his brother Will, William K Kellogg, his younger brother, who first introduced toys. He kind of took over the company. Mm-hmm. Was uh, he less anti-sex orientated? Let's, let's stop business spit roasting people with yogurt and let's make <laughs> better cereal. 
<laughs> you know? Maybe combine the two plans. Yes. Uh, okay, Harvey, you go sit in the office and draw that up. No, Take the no cereal out your butt. <laughs> but yeah, he, he put... So, um, the first toy was... the f- uh, uh, it was Well, it wasn't a toy. It was a little book. It was the Funny Jungle Land Moving Pictures book. Right. And it wasn't inside the cereal. Uh, you had to buy... How ridiculous is this? You had to buy two boxes and then the shopkeeper would give you the book. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, for, for it, like mostly the old toys, uh, they weren't like in the box at all. You'd like cut out a bit of the box and send, send it, it off, off and you get it back. It was only after the Second World War when like plastic got like all good and mm-hmm. stuff that they started putting like little plastic toys in and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's about all I have uh, with cereal. But um, I've got a little game for you all. Go on. Just quickly. Let's Do we need the yes and the no sound effects? Yeah, get the buzzers up. Is it? Pop quiz time. It's pop quiz time. It's time to play. Wait, have you got the music as well? Um, and get you some. Just a second. Ready? It's time to play. Serial mascot or serial killer? Ah. All right. So I've got some serial mascots, like you know, some cartoon characters that go yeah. in cereal boxes and stuff, and yeah. uh, and some nicknames for serial killers. Okay. And you have right, to guess okay. which one is which. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so buzz in if you know the answer. Just say buzz, I guess. Okay. Okay, so buttermilk bluebeard. Buzz. Gone, Steve. S- cereal, the food. No, he was a serial killer. Oh. I was gonna say that. Killed nine wives with poisoned buttermilk. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Jean Lefoot. Uh, buzz. Um, that's a mascot. It is! Yeah. One of the characters from Captain Crunch. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I uh, didn't know that. That was a guess. I'm, I'm not very well versed on the Captain no, Crunch no. mythology. No. Right. Maxwell Masher. Oh, well, Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> Maxwell Masher is a serial killer. No, he's not. Oh. He's a serial mascot. I couldn't find out what for, though, but he was listed in the Wikipedia Maxwell page. Maxwell Masher. Maxwell Masher, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bible John. Uh, Go on. Killer. Yes. Uh, he was in Glasgow. Killed three women in the late 60s. Unidentified. Oh. Okay. The Doodler. Oh, Buzz. Yeah. Surely that's a serial mascot. Uh, no, it's a serial <laughs> killer. Oh, shit. <laughs> What, he, the, he, what is he the called? The doodler. The doodler. Did he draw he, on it, the body? He, he drew pictures of his victims before oh. killing them. He killed 14 men. The doodler. Uh, and it's, he's unknown as well. Unknown oh. identity. The doodler. That, that sort of sells him it's short. Like a, like unless he does like villain. a little stick figure. <laughs> That's pretty lame, actually. Right, I've got the last one for you. Okay. Klondike hit. Pete. Buzz. Go on. That is a serial mascot. He is! Clonmite Pete! That's actually that's the name of the old prospector from Golden Nuggets. Oh, is that Klondike his name? Yeah. Pete. Okay, Golden Nuggets. It sounds Nuggets. like a Simpsons yeah. thing, though, isn't there? I'm old Clondike Pete. Who won that? Matt. Two Resoundingly. One. Oh, well, well done. You win um, uh, Empty Harry Bow Bag. Empty Harry Bow Bag. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Imagine getting one of those in the cereal box. Well, that's all we have time for on Killer or Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Uh, that bit's probably never going to return, but it might. It might. It, it might. <laughs> it's really we do, hard just we, to find those. When things. we do serial <laughs> killers, yeah.
<laughs> yeah, if we ever do serial killers, we'll we can bring back Killer or Crunch <laughs> Part Two. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, good idea. Right. Well, thank you very much for that. You're Joseph. welcome very much. And we'll be right back with some more scintillating chitter chat after this. Ooh. <laughs> but that was pretty scintillating too. Mm. I am scintillated. Scintillated. Are you ready, Matt? Roll the die. That was three. Joe, do you want to go again? No. It's not time for Killer or Crunch. Again. Number one. It is I. We are number one. Oh, that so, guy uh, agrees Matthew, me, you <laughs> sent me this topic. <laughs> yes, you may have to jog my memory. Okay, I've got a perfect clip to jog your memory with. Look at this. Ah, of course. I swear to God, it's the kind of shit you'd expect Tiger Woods to tee off with. Look at it. Rubber, rubber, rubber! I know, I know uh, he's talking about scallops. Yeah, yep. that's great. It's, of course, Chef Ramsay. Gordon yes, Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, the man himself. My, 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 uh, one of my gods. One of my we, we've, gods. we've been watching a lot of Ramsay on YouTube mm. and a few of his shows that are on 4AD. We've been sort of having an awakening of, sort mm. of, I don't know, a li- little bit of fandom for Ramsay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I haven't met anyone who genuinely dislikes him. Yeah. Because even when he's flipping out at people, it's for a reason. But we'll come on to all of that later. What would he even call like if if like he had a you know like the believers and stuff like that? Uh, the like the the, the 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 ram rods. The, the rams. Just the the rams. 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 The flock of rams. Ram seagulls. He just called them ram dickheads. Seagulls. He called yeah, them dickheads. Yeah, dickheads, yeah. The dickheads. Yeah. The dickheads. Oi, you. The donkeys. Oh, big boy. The donkeys. Big boy. See, oh, he loves it. calling people a donkey, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. So, uh, Gordon James Ramsay Jr., Order of the British Empire, born on the 8th of November, 1966, <laughs> is a British chef, restauranteur, and television personality. eulogising him. <laughs> born in Scotland, but Ramsay grew up in Stratford-upon-Avon. He has, uh, his restaurants have been awarded 16 Michelin stars in total, and at one point he was the only restaurant in London and therefore in Britain that had three Michelin stars. Oh, wow. Mm. Good for him. And he, um, uh, so he uh, was born in, in Scotland and moved down to Stratford when he was a child. His um, father was uh, quite a big drinker and led to a turbulent childhood, mm. but he found solace in football. Oh, yeah. And played for his youth team, played in the Youth FA Cup. Ooh. When he was, uh, I think, fourteen, and then he was scouted by Glasgow Rangers. That so could have been so different. So the whole uh, family moved up to Glasgow just for Gordon's football career. And then did he fuck it up? He got a really bad knee ligament injury. Oh, Gordon! I'm pretty sure it was a le- uh, 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 injury in um, when he was fifteen. He was so, oh, sorry. He was 15 when he signed for the club, and then shortly after, he got a career-ending injury. That's oh. sad. He claims 15. he claims that he's played at least one first-team game for Rangers. The club themselves say he actually only played as a trialist in a non-official game. <laughs> well, I believe Ramsey. Mm-hmm. You you want to believe Ramsey? Fuck you, Rangers. I don't. Uh, well, no. Nah, out of the two, I like Rangers over Celtic, to be honest. But yes, yeah, so nicer kit. So when that happened, he uh, he didn't know what to do. He's obviously lost. He's put all his chips in the football basket. And then he thought, hey, never these are delicious chips. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could do this for a living. 
Now, he'd never cooked before. He wasn't like someone who like followed his mum around the kitchen. He um, he moved. What, like shouting at her? No, like, you know, <laughs> learning all the stuff. What are you what doing? What are you fucking doing? It's fucking raw. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he, he signed up and did a culinary course at college. Then moved down to London. Um, Imagine Gordon Ramsay's first cooking class. I yeah. wonder what he did. When he's getting balled out. That's what I'd want to ask, ask him about. His first one. But he, he went down to London and uh, started a... Always uh, hired as a chef in a brand new restaurant, like a, a small, low-down chef. Yeah. To start learning his craft. Um, and he, did, like, he didn't know how to roast potatoes at that point when he first started. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, but then he was... Uh, he's been there. Th- this, like is, this is how this is an interesting story I heard today from him where he was working in this restaurant doing the evening shift and for yeah. some reason the evening shift just didn't show up so he had to stay late so he stayed till about 3am well, this was in a hotel yeah. where the breakfast chef came in early to relieve him because he'd been in for so long and so he was just sort of sat having, having a drink after work and he picked up the trade magazine chef or whatever it's called but the chefing trade magazine flicked through it and, le saw, le chef. Yeah, and saw an article about a young chef from Leeds called uh, Marco Pierre White Oh, who grew up on a rough council estate in Leeds and moved down to London he just opened his new restaurant mm. so three hours later Gordon Ramsay's on the phone to him and he started two days after that my he started in Marco Pierre's restaurant and Marco Pierre White sort of took him under his wing. Uh, Gordon Ramsay was 19 at this point. Marco Pierre White was 25. So they sort of were learning the trade together and he was sort of getting, you know, bringing him up. Yeah. And then um, Marco Pierre White himself didn't do this, but he persuaded Gordon to go to Paris. So he moved to Paris and uh, trained in some of the, you know, he he trained in a restaurant where he just had to do like the most menial jobs for four months before he got any respect because he yeah. was English as well. So he had to work twice as hard Extra to impress. Watch the bin English. While also learning the language and all this stuff. But then he eventually moved back to London, started his uh, very first restaurant um, called... Uh, oh, he, he was, uh, sorry, the head chef at the three-star Michelin restaurant uh, La Tante Claire in Chelsea. Ooh, fancy. Yes. Um, and then uh, Marco Pierre White came back in and gave him a 10% share of the restaurant Rossmore. Um, so then he was doing that for uh, for a few months and then Ramsay opened his very own restaurant in Chelsea called Restaurant Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Creative name. Mm. And uh, and the restaurant has gained its third Michelin star in 2001, making Ramsay the first Scottish person to achieve that feat. Is it still there, the restaurant? Yeah, yeah, it's still Is there. It restaurant like Gordon Ramsay. Up for years. Oh, it will be, yeah. It's his prime jewel of a restaurant. I never knew he was Scottish. Yeah, a lot of people don't, but he's he, there's a great uh, Kitchen Nightmares moment where <laughs> the guy goes, oh, you're just some English pig. And he goes, oi! Don't you dare call me English. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but yeah, uh, that's Gordon Ramsay's sort of life up until he sort of entered our lives, I assume. Ooh, <laughs> when he, ter when he turned up on our doorstep. Yeah. So his first like came up, became our chef. His first In big uh, thing was the documentary Boiling Point, which we were watching clips of the other day, which is Gordon Ramsay in his own restaurant, Restaurant Gordon Ramsay, and it's uh, they filmed for a whole year. He apparently doesn't really like that series because it tends to miss out. It just obviously it cut together the bits of him. Screaming people out. Yeah, yeah, lots of good times. As but well. yeah, because so they filmed over a whole year and made it into a like an hour and a half documentary. So they just left in all the bits of him going mental. And he says uh, it's not an accurate portrayal. But when yeah. asked when asked about why the colourful language, why the horrible behaviour, 
He said, because it's a kitchen, and that's how it, you know, it's not, it can't be, oh, could you boil them carrots for me just once you've done that, or when you've got a minute. It needs to be, fucking do it now, and if you don't fucking do it now, we're going to be three tables behind, because we just had a whole table of 20 vegetarians turn up and ask for special food, and now we've got to deal with that. And so it's, it's that whole thing. It's his life. It's his life. You can't take shit, because then you become shit. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, he'd be more eloquent than that, though. But yeah, so that was in 1998, uh, and then they did a second one beyond Boiling Point in 2000. Was it even angrier? Uh, That's what the title suggests. Maybe. I think it's just been revisiting it and uh, him getting his second Michelin star, I assume, will be what? Oh, his third even, which will have been what that was about. Do they stack up? Yeah, yeah. Three, I think three is the max, though. So it's not like a, a one star is better than worse than a two star. Yeah, well, no, well it, it just means that that one star hasn't gained a second star yet. But does the second star mean a better quality? It's not. It's it's all about um, service, the experience. It's not just about the food. It's obviously a lot about the food, but it's like it, uh, it's just a rating system for restaurants. But it, it's who, who uh, gives them out? The, it's a secret. It's a secret Michelin society. The Michelin Man. Yeah, he comes around. It's not. <laughs> but the the whole it's very respected in the restaurant community because it's sort of unbribable because it's just you don't know who the judges are yes because yeah. no one knows I, who I wonder if Jordan Ramsey are. is is in it. it he might be but he, he'd be so known going to restaurants they'd obviously but they don't know he's a Michelin oh. route, like a Michelin you yeah. say that you say that but do you ever see that clip of him in disguise at his own restaurant oh yeah he, he loves the disguises, loves disguises he's yeah. a sneaky sneaky man yeah. he, he plays like the waiter he keeps like sticking his fingers in people's food and stuff he gets away with so much shit. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in terms of his TV career, so it was 2000 and w- uh, 1998 was that first documentary. And 2004, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares premiered on Channel 4. The classic. Mm, the classic. The That's him in the UK getting a bit, getting arsy with people in the kitchen. Yeah. When do you go over to America and, and start so harassing them? In May 2005. Fox Ooh. Network introduced Ramsey to American audiences in the US version of Hell's Kitchen, produced by Granada. Who's that angry chef guy? Let's get Let's him. Let's get him. Yeah. So, and yeah, and uh, but it was like interesting, the difference between his, in his personality between the British show and the American version. Yeah, he's, he's much... Hams it up. He hams it up a lot for the American audiences. Like, in the British one, he genuinely looks like he's trying to help. And I think British people are less, they're less kick-off-ish yeah. at him. Yeah. Uh, They're not going to be like, well, hold on, buddy. That cabbage might be f- six months old, but fuck but you because I'm trying my hardest. I the checked it last month in, and it in was Britain, fine. In Britain, they're more like, yeah, rotten cabbage is bad. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Gordon. I didn't mean to do it. Um, but yeah, so he started uh, that and then he's been getting bigger and bigger ever since. Now he's very prominent on YouTube. Um, he's got a good cooking thing going on there. He started his newest series, 24-Hour Kitchen Hell. 24-Hour yep. Kitchen we, we Hell? Wa- we watched 24-Hour Kitchen. It's like Kitchen Nightmares, but done in 24 hours. With, you parks like, a giant like bus outside. He, he goes in undercover for a little bit, sees enough shit, goes, right, rips his mask off, gathers all the staff, and like, we're not leaving for 24 hours. You're staying. We're, Call your friends and family. Then his team family. come in and start re- remodeling and, re- and renovating, and he takes the chefs to some like truck full of like overnight well, kitchen Well, no, school. first he takes them all out and embarrasses them all in front of the public with a giant TV screen showing like yeah, the unhealthy true. practices and no. everything they're doing. Yeah, and like all the secret footage they've been filming over a few weeks. Like them shitting in the stew. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't see that, but yeah. Apparently, the most recent episode is a very good one. Uh, mm. I saw a couple of clips from it. We'll have to watch mm. it. It's a good one. Um, but yeah, uh, do you know what? Do you want to know the worst meal he says he's eaten in his television career? Yes, was? I want. To let me guess. Let me guess. Uh-huh. Was it like some super old like moldy squid or something? I can tell you, it wasn't on Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, it was on Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Version. That's the game show, right? Yeah, it's the game show. Was it show one, one of the meals? One of the one of the signature dishes they do. So the first episode, if you've not seen the show, is all these. It's it's a competition game cooking show so they get all the candidates for this season in and then they all cook their signature dish to try and at impress start, Gordon like, right at the like start like their first impression to him before the competition so in, in was theory, it like ketchup and spaghetti no no it was a um, uh, what was it it was an admiral's pie I believe a what sorry admiral's pie like a shepherd's pie but with seafood in instead oh that's oh yes. oh I, I I know what you mean fish pie yeah but it's uh, so it was something like, oh, it might have been a shepherd's pie, actually. But anyway, uh, I think it was uh, Admiral's pie. And so he's he gets through the nice, he said it was a really nice uh, mashed potato crust. Yeah, like, looking that good on top. You need Brooke, that. Really nice. A little that. bit of crunch, but then yeah. soft. Yeah. And then lovely, like, looking, um, like, almost a bisque, isn't it, underneath almost. Mm-hmm. And so then a human thumb. No, he get, gets, a, gets a fork full. He eats his home. Like, oh, mashed really nice. And he notices like it's really sweet flavor, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I really cooked this all at home. I, I love you, Gordon. This is like a dish I designed specially for you." And, and he's like, "It's um, it's quite quite sweet. What's that sweetness in it?" She goes, "Oh, it's my uh, special ingredient." And then he's like, "What's that?" And she goes, "Like my own breast milk." Uh. <laughs> so oh. I haven't seen that season, but I'm assuming she didn't last very long. Uh. Why? <laughs> That's really the worst thing he's eaten. It, well, breast yeah, breast milk, fish pie. Well, I'm assuming so. Well, that's what he said in this in this interview that I. I, I guess mean, he just bad, he must have felt a bit felt a bit violated. Yeah, I assume. And that, when, that's how often more, does yeah. a pie make you feel violated? So yeah, yeah, you don't get violated by pies very often. No, I mean we do, but let's not go there. Okay. That clown school. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when the next cream pie is coming from. Oh God, that sounded wrong. <laughs> Good, well placed, boing. Thank you. Very nice. So, do you want to have a guess? At Gordon Ramsay's Desert Island Discs. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, Spandau Ballet. So, okay, okay. Right in there. Why do you do you I know he likes Spandau Ballet? No, I Spandau just think ballet. he might. I just think he, okay. none of the five tracks okay. are Spandau Ballet. Okay, go on, go on. So are we you, ever gonna get I'll it? Give like... you a bit of context for each of the tracks. Yeah, okay, and you can that that make it less of just a guess me tell me a song so the the first song is uh, a slow number that he would listen to driving home through London very fast at 3am on his own after finishing work that still could be lots of songs in about the early 2000s then Buzz was yeah Vanessa Carlton. It was Yellow by Coldplay I was gonna guess Coldplay when you said early 2000s uh, the next one was his uh, wedding uh, song, uh, wedding dance with his wife's first song. Oh well, I was there, so mm-hmm. I know this. It's um, <laughs> it's a little John. Uh, 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 no, Endless it was love. it was Tina Turner. Simply the best. What? Simply the best. That is very much his mantra as well is in the culinary just, world. Is he just like off in the corner? And that's also looking in the mirror. And that's also a bit of sweet song for him because it's the song they play at Rangers when all the players come out. They play. You're simply the best. I bet he gets emotional when he hears that. 
Uh, but the interesting tidbit about his wedding, they got married near Christmas time. So you know that lull in a wedding between the ceremony and the evening do? Yes, yes. It was in the centre of London, so everyone just went shopping for Christmas on like Oxford Street. That's handy. Yeah. <laughs> Said it broke the day really nicely. Uh, then I'll just take you through the rest of them. Careless Whisper, George oh, Michael. Oh, great. Everything I do. I do it all for you, Brian Adams. Also good. Yep. He likes the power ballad, yeah. doesn't he? Sex Bomb by Tom Jones. Ooh. It, it, for when he has a wank on the desert <laughs> island. Yeah. Right. We shan't have said that because it's uh, because his daughter's a sex bomb. He's Sorry? <laughs> it's because it's, it, it's the first song his daughter sang. And then he also followed that up with, and she is a sex bomb. So what the fuck? That, that was an odd statement for him Gordon, to make on Desert Island That was a very discs. Trumpy kind of statement. So, so there were six numbers, and the last one was Sing by Travis. Okay. Travis and Coldplay in the same Desert Island Discs? And, and then at the end of Desert Island Discs, they say um, if, if the waves were to come in and wash away all your tracks and you could only save one from the from the waves, what would it be? Sex Bomb. Now you pick Coldplay. You pick Yellow. Mm. I mean, if he says it reminds him of getting off work and driving home. Yeah, through I the can night. see him having like strong emotions around it. It's quite a nice ditty. Good mm. good for him. Good yeah. But yeah, that's Gordon Ramsay. I mean, what do you guys think of him? I've sort of rambled on about Yeah. Um, you know I love Gordon. Yeah. Gordon's like honestly, he's my go to cooking guy when I need to know how to cook something. I mm-hmm. type it into YouTube and more often than not he's there and he's like, Right, pan on. That's meat it. in. Flip pan it. On. Base meat it in. That delicious flavour. Crack the garlic. You know, I, I just love how he does that. It's like it's funny. It's just yeah. funny. Crack the garlic. No nonsense. And he has a funny face. <laughs> he does have a bit of a funny face. It's like you could fit a deck of cards just in the in his forehead. Mmm. 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 If if you could ask Gordon Ramsay to make you a meal, Ooh. if he's like, hey, you've you've won a competition, come to my restaurant and I'll make whatever you ask. Just let me know beforehand. Steak and chips. Yeah, I'd ask him to make me something really basic and then just to see what crazy version he made of it. Yeah. No, I'd, well, I'd ask for the most expensive steak they had. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that might be a good idea. Um, you can know he'll make you anything. like Carbonara? Ooh, yes. Uh, or, like, if anything at all. So Lovely, like, like Hunter's Chicken. Mm, oxtail soup. Fresh. What would oxtail. you pick, Matt? I don't know. I bet he's good at like some Italian pasta dishes. Mm-hmm. Let yeah, us know. Like Ramsey's bolognese would be nice. I bet. Yeah. How about you email in and tell us what you'd like Gordon Ramsey to make for you, and then we'll Actually send it on to Gordon, and then he'll come around all your houses and make you meals. Certified. Yeah. Maybe we could start up for Ramsey's podcast nightmares, <laughs> where he goes on different podcasts and just sits there ranting about how shit your banter is. This mic isn't even fucking turned on. You call that a jingle? <laughs> you just pulled that out of your ass. That's your signature fucking jingle. It's raw, Melissa. Yes, chef. It's raw, come on. Yes, chef. It's a raw yes, banter. Chef. Yes, chef. Yes, yes. That so one where sure. it's like, what are you? And he's holding the bread. An idiot sandwich. Yeah, yeah. an idiot sandwich. Uh, I was duped by that. I thought that was like a real one. No, that's, that's it's from like, like a, a sketch. It's like comic relief it? sketch yeah. in it, yeah. What are you? <laughs> As if he could do that. <laughs> but, uh, well, maybe he <laughs> that could That was actually. the thing. I didn't put it past him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's how she'd notice a idiot yeah. sandwich. Right, well, we'll be back with the final topic 
after this. <laughs> Spine tinglingly mm. creepy. Creepy. Oh, and then Joe, you set this subject, did you nay? Um, yeah, I, g- I guess I did, didn't I? Um, and the reason I did was, uh, it came up in conversation, wasn't it? Didn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, musk-related conversation. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, we'll do this and then we'll do a quick musk watch, and yeah? Yeah, sounds good. Introduce yourself, then. Well, it's Azealia Banks. I gave you Azealia Banks. To talk Azealia, about Azealia Banks. Banks. In the 212. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, do 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 what are you into? That's a good song. What are you gonna like do? The one where she like talks about eating a pear. Yeah, what are you gonna do when I eat a pear? What you gonna do when I eat a pear? When I eat a pear, what you gonna do? Yeah, she um, Azealia <laughs> Banks. Do you guys know much about her? Nothing. I you know, know that anything. Song. And I didn't ah, even know that was her until you just said it. Do you not know anything about what she's infamous for? I've heard. No, I've heard about her muskrat. Uh, she's she's Must grant. that's the latest in a long, long line of But I've heard, yeah, that she's one um, for starting stuff. Oh let's let's rewind. She was born in nineteen ninety one in Harlem. That was the first mistake. Yeah, well. <laughs> um it gets a bit sad because her father died when she was two and her mother was quite abusive. That is very sad. Um Yeah, a bit of an yeah, an abusive childhood, basically. But in her mid teens she wanted to be an act actor. Okay. And she was she took part in some like local production mm-hmm. and a and a scout spotted her or something and, and sent her like like a I don't know what you'd probably put a video together, wouldn't you? Yeah. Steve? Yeah. yeah. Sent off one of those promo things to some like T V stations but nothing happened. No. And she decided to go into rap it instead and called herself Miss Banks with a dollar sign at the end instead of an S. Right. Boo. Cause she liked that. Cause um, she liked that. Yeah, and she she like was basically one of these MySpace rappers for a bit, because mm-hmm. okay. we're in like the the late noughties, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Eventually, she got signed like um one of those deals you can get with record labels where you're like an up and coming talent, and yeah. they'll like nurture you a bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and give you some initial connections if they see the potential. This was with XL, XL Records. Cool. Um, who also signed Tyler the Creator around that time. I'm pretty sure for Goblin. Nice. Anyway, um, it didn't really take off much, and she had a falling out with them. Right. You know, we all know we know what she's like. She's yeah. she's a troublemaker, so she makes trouble. Maybe back then, she, she was wasn't the getting on. She she was um anyway, but she 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 was like fuck you XL. I'm gonna be my own rapper. And I'm just going to go by Azealia Banks, which is my name. With Blackjack and Hookers. Yeah, Blackjack and Hookers. Um, so she moved to to Canada. Oh, the hub of hip-hop. Montreal. <laughs> oh, oh, the, the hub of the hub of hip-hop. Didn't, didn't really take off there. Oh, so yeah, why her, not? Her, her Canadian visa expired, so she moved to Manhattan. Manhattan, um, that, that, that's terrible for hip-hop. And, why, and why is she going to... And New York. <laughs> for a while, she had no money and shit, so she sold. Well, that's because she moved from the hotspot of, of Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she had no money and shit, so she was selling keychains in a jazz club and also working in a strip, <laughs> well, strip club a, dancing. Okay, like, I, I can believe the latter, but the former sounds made up. Keychains in a jazz club and stripping in a strip club were her two hustles well, while she made some songs. I'm assuming that keychains in a jazz club isn't that lucrative. I, don't, I think it was probably an hourly thing. Yeah. Maybe f- selling for the club. 
like a little kiosk. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. I, I'll have to ask her. Um, basically, yeah. this was her situation now. And um, eventually she made that song two and two. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that took off internationally a bit. It yeah. got to number 12 on the UK charts. Yeah, we yeah, will yeah. have all heard it. Was, but it was that, it was that, that one that Leeds Fest where um, as soon as you were getting towards the entrance, there was that one like takeaway that seemingly was always playing that. Yeah. They, they, it came out in September 2011. Mm. So it'll have been the 2012 Leeds Fest, which we were at. Yeah, it was I, I, in fact, it was I saw Azealia Banks. At I, that Leeds Fest. I, I was there. She was great. She yeah. put on a, a brilliant show. It was really, really, really good. Yeah, she ev- followed that up with more songs and eventually EP 1991, which was her first like bigger release. And then since then... It took her um, ages to put out an album, didn't it? Since then, she's just been putting out songs and doing music industry shit. I didn't really take strong mm-hmm. notes because since then, she's just been like a, a known rapper. You know, that's been yeah. her thing. Um, she She put out... Uh, her album broke with expensive taste. That mm. was her debut proper album. Um, she worked with Paul Epworth oh. for a bit, for some reason. Um, Why not? This year she's got Fantasia, spelt like Azelia. Yeah, Fantasia Two: The Second Wave is coming out, which is a mixtape apparently. Um, and that all sounds pretty standard, but. Let's get into all the juicy shit she gets yeah. up to. Yeah, all these. Yeah, uh, tell us about her um, madnesses. Okay, well, she's just generally there's there's been there's a lot of sort of speculation as to her mental health because she really mental. is she she's sort of like Kanye if right if Kanye was like much meaner and also she's a woman so there's all the misogyny there as well. But she really never helps herself. She's always kicking off at people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I get there's like there's a sort of la- sort of that lane of female rappers who who are that bad bitch and they kick off Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Cardi B. Yeah, but Princess but, Nokia. but Bank- Banks is is a very like extra with it. Um, well, let's 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 just pull out some random shit she's got got up to. On September twenty second, twenty fifteen, she became involved in a confrontation with a fellow passenger in the flight crew while attempting to exit a Delta Airlines flight that had just landed in LA. Right. According to witnesses, she was attempting to squeeze past all the other passengers to disembark the plane when a Frenchman blocked her path. Banks reacted by spitting in the man's face, punching him and clawing at his shirt. The flight attendant stepped in and demanded that she calm down. That she started arguing with them. At one point, she called one of the Delta employees a fucking faggot, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, she says that a lot. She, she, she claims, she's like she claims lots, it's lots okay. of homophobic like stuff. Yeah, she, she cla- claimed it was okay because why it was some bullshit. Because she's reason. bisexual. Because she's bisexual, so <sighs> so she's allowed to call gay men that word. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous logic. Later that year, she was arrested in New York after attacking a female security guard. In March 2016, Sarah Palin threatened a lawsuit against her <laughs> because of a series of tweets where she attacked the politician calling for the biggest, burliest black Negroes to run a train on them. Oh, I remember oh, that. that. Yeah. And I quote that. That's just me quoting. Someone should film that and put it on Worldstar. <laughs> Worldstar. Banks later apologized and said that her outburst was a result of her mistaking a fictional interview with Palin as a real event. Oh, oh, wow. Because in a satirical article, Palin is quoted as saying, Negroes loved being slaves. Like, 
it's a joke. It's like some onion shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But she saw it and thought it was real. So, ah. when really, it, uh, yeah, you've been duped. Duped. In October 2016, she attended a party hosted by Russell Crowe oh, as God. a guest of RZA. Um, she filed a police report against Crow, claiming that he choked her, spat on her, and called her the N-word. Um, Rizza later claimed that Banks herself instigated the incident, and he denied that Russell Crow had ever done any of that. Yeah. Didn't um, Rizza, it is, like, because he, he wrote a response, didn't he? Like, a public response, and he said something like, I, I have a mother, daughter, sisters, aunts. If any of the women I'm close to ever acted that way, I would be ashamed of them. <laughs> a year after the incident, though, Reza did admit that Crow apparently did spit at her. So that was true. Why yeah. you spit at Russell Crow? I don't know what she did. It sounds like she's done something. At I least. don't know. In May 2016, she was dropped from a UK booking agency and removed from some headlines because she was being racist and homophobic to Zayn Malik on Twitter. <sighs> she called him a curry-scented bitch. Used the, used the F word as well. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Azealia Banks. So she's doing this shit, but I've also got here a comprehensive list of all her famous feuds, and it's really long. Wait, the chicken thing as well. I'll get to the chicken thing. I was going to cap it off with the chicken thing, because that's my favourite. It's everyone's Um, favourite. Yeah, um, she's been beefing with Cardi B. Of course. Banks said that Cardi is an illiterate, untalented rat, a caricature of a black woman. See a lot Cardi of Cardi B isn't Cardi B like Latina. I, I'm I'm pretty sure she she sort of is she she might be half black. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Um, <laughs> Nicki Minaj she's beefed with. Uh, Banks was offered the opportunity to accompany Minaj on tour. Banks declined. Um, and then they just beefed. I don't know why. No. Really, Iggy Azalea. They they hate each other. Well, everyone hates Ziggy Azalea. Yeah. That's true, but Banks was sort of a trendsetter in that regard. Um, Way back since, like, you know. She was encouraging her to kill herself for many years, basically. Well, that's not on Azalea Banks. No. um, Rihanna, Erica Bardu, T.I., Lil Lil Kim, I'm just... Action Bronson, uh, Rita Ora, Zayn Malik, of course. Lily Allen. What? Angel yeah. Hayes. Uh, I don't know who that is. Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce? Oh, taking on the queen. Yeah. That's insane. If Beyonce wants to help us, she'll shut up and let the new vanguard of black women come forth. instead Instead of poaching from us. What? Because I think she's saying that Beyonce's yeah. time is done and that she's now like modeling herself after the new talents, but... I, like, oh, like there's no route like she needs to move on Pharrell she's beefed with Pharrell yeah ASAP Rocky would it be quicker to list the people she hasn't beefed with Kendrick Lamar Kendrick <laughs> she went after Kendrick the king yeah. and the queen uh, in January 2015 Banks took exception to something Kendrick said oh, in his billboard cover story um, she, was, she was quoted as saying I wish somebody would look in our neighbourhood Knowing that it's already a situation mentally where it's fucked up. Wait, that's what Lamar was saying. Yeah. Um, and then she just that. she just got at him about along some racial lines, you know, like yeah. you don't actually know shit, that sort of thing. She supported Trump for a bit, didn't she? I wouldn't be surprised. Eminem, she's beefed with. Oh, oh well, he's like gone. 
full banks in the last few weeks as well. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, in, say that. In, in four tweets, Avelia Banks said, Eminem, you could be my little wrinkly-faced lover in the wee hours. You're cute, but you still chose to make a joke of something that wasn't funny um, because he made fun of a woman who... Uh, I don't know. Eminem, because some, one of Eminem's lyrics... He, we covered could, this. Could have been interpreted in such a way. Yeah, yeah we we had a whole week on Cray Sean. Cray Sean. I forgot about Cray Sean. The misunderstanding occurred when Cray Sean retweeted a link from the site Pornhub, <laughs> which included a lyric to Banks's song 212 and a reference to her lyrics. Banks took this as an insult and attacked her on Twitter, writing, You're a dumb bitch. And you can't rap. What? I'll sit on your face. What? Fall back slut. That's almost a haiku. Yeah. One one more line than it should have, but Oh, uh, why why? Why but first of all, why are you angry at that? It doesn't sound like anything to get even slightly upset or perturbed about. And secondly, what a sort of threat. I'll sit on your face. It's <laughs> <laughs> like just proper like And then she called her a slut. Yeah, <laughs> she's the slut. You're the one who wants to forcibly sit upon her face. Yeah, but the the chicken thing comes from a time where she um. You don't know about this, Steve. No, no. Oh. She uploaded a video, I think, to Instagram. What? It doesn't really matter. She uploaded a video on social media of her cleaning out her chicken sacrificing closet, which what, she like had... it was a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh... like, like. Like, if you search for it, yeah. listeners, but she uploaded a video of her, like, putting on goggles with a power washer. She had this room where she's been practicing this witchcraft thing. I think it's called Baroha or something, where she's basically been cutting the heads off chickens in there for, like, three years, and she'd never cleaned it. Oh. So there was, like, a really thick layer of just decomposed chicken. Oh. And she just posted on social media, like, well, oh, real, real witches do work. Cleaning out my <laughs> sacrifice closet, <laughs> and then the video of it is yeah. fucking grim. Well, yeah, so it looks exactly like, oh, like you that, think it. Would. Yeah, that moment when you forgot you forgot to clean your Bru- sacrifice Bru- area. I think it's called. I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that, but Bru- some yeah, sort. Yeah, no, yeah, I know what you mean. Some sort of witchcraft. Um, and she seemingly does that, cutting off the chickens' heads and just. Oh, that's crazy. She had a sandblaster. That's it. Like literally sandblasting sand. off layers of decomposed chicken. Oh. So as you can see, she's perfectly sane. Yes. Real witches do real things. Is what she said uh. about that. You know I got <laughs> a. You know I got to scrape all this shit up. I got my sandblaster and my goggles. It's about to go down. I wonder what the state is right now. I wonder if she's cleaned it since, or if it's just been building up chickens since then. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's moved on to small children. Yeah. Um. So it's. I started with just her music career because once you get into. You've got to give her that due, at yeah, least. Definitely. Uh, two and Two is an alright song. Yeah. I've not listened to anything else. Yeah, I don't know. Any other to other be songs. fair. Um, but the beef. Sorry, Azealia, don't at me. Oh, God. Is she ever caught wind of this? This would be actually a good idea. Actually, we yeah, just tweet. <laughs> we should fuck just tweet you, Azealia this. Banks. Yeah, fuck you, Azealia Banks, you bitch ass yeah. hoe. We should just tweet this podcast at her. And then if she ever sees it and flips her shit, then that will get us listeners. Right? Yeah, we definitely will. And we're not e- we're discussing it, it right now on air, so it's not even duplicitous. Just come at us, Azealia. Yeah, yeah come at us. You've come at everyone else in the fucking world. Yeah, come at us. 
Do oh, an do sacrifice please. a chicken for us. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Do it. Do it. Is it time for this? <coughs> Woo! Must watch. Yes. yes. We've covered how Azealia has apologized to Elon, haven't we? Mm-hmm, since mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, We've done all that. Yeah. I, I've got I've got two happened. things I want to bring up this week related to Musk. One is that a Tesla Roadster was stolen from a shopping mall using nothing but a smartphone. Oh yes. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Someone stole it with a smartphone. They hacked into it, like <laughs> <laughs> drove it out. As far as I'm aware, yeah. And and excellent. And <laughs> just drove it out. Oh, so that's a, that's a flaw, Elon. Also, you know he's um announced this mission to like the moon, is it or is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they've got like this Japanese billionaire investor guy lined up as the a fashion billionaire. Isn't yeah, he? and they're gonna they're gonna stream it in VR. If you have a VR headset, you can be on the sh- on the f- flight, right? Because they got they're gonna have a three sixty camera going. Is that for so that? That's just is that for that billionaire who wants to go into space? For the for that mission, yeah, yeah, it's going to be streamed on VR. Also, he's getting sued by that uh, rescue diver now, isn't he? Is he getting officially sued? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's getting officially sued, which is what you want. He's getting wasn't sued it? twice. He's getting sued in Los Angeles and he's getting sued in London. Yeah, and the reason for that is that American libel law is the onus is on him to prove that he's not a paedophile. In this case, <laughs> and, in it, and in British law, Ooh. in British law, it's the opposite. So in British law, it's up to Elon Musk to prove that he is. Yeah, isn't the world crazy? But yeah, so that that's been officially uh, uh, suited. He's been served, I assume. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's just said that uh, Elon Musk is the best thing we've had since Thomas Edison. I think Thomas Edison wasn't this entertaining, surely. Nah, Thomas Sh- Edison was like a. Nah. he's more like a Tesla. Yeah, a showman and like a yeah. flashy dude. Mm, I suppose Edison was the showman though. He electrocuted that um that, that elephant. poor elephant. That's true. Yeah. Fuck you, Edison. Yeah. Why you got to use an elephant? Now, if he'd invented like a chair that if you lean backwards, some legs kick yeah. out. Yeah. That's an invention. Hey, maybe we should get on that. Mm, maybe. Anything else for this week's Musquatch? Um, Just checking in with him, really. Yeah. Musky baby. Musky baby. Musky baby. We keep after every episode going, ah, oh, well, that's that's Musquatch done for her. And then, and, and then a couple of days later, he comes out fighting again. Yeah. Hopefully, there'll be Musk- another Musquatch next week. Hopefully, there'll be a reason for it. Oh, there will be. I, I, I've just seen now. It looks like he's being investigated by the U.S. Justice Department over some tweets. So <laughs> we'll pick up on that next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the end of this. Must watch. I love that. Oh, yeah. Our first actual created jingle for a feature. Yeah, it's Excellent. pretty great. It's great. But we'll be back next week, uh, hopefully with episode 19. You can't stop us. And yep. uh, to sing you out, here's Joe Parr and Matthew Haig and Jack Stevenson. See you next week. Chamber of the Elders, Chamber of the Elders, Chamber of the Elders, Chamber of the Elders, Chamber of the Elders.